base case 031 site reading part one. How's your site reading? Can you site read in Trouble Clef? You better. How's your site reading with non baseline lines? Meaning, can you sight read horn parts? I'm not even talking about chord chart reading. That's not really sight reading, and I'm going to save that for a later episode because that's a skill set onto its own. But if a band leader or ensemble director or worship leader drops a bass chart on your stand, you know, where do you stand? You walk in for an audition, you're asked to sight read part of a book, right? You want a gig with the community theater who is doing Grease. Can you sight read the book? You want to sub on that gig or sub on any gig. What's your sight reading skills look at? You're going to be able to sight read something? You want to have more gigs? Learn to sight read. Sight reading is not a dark, deep, mystical situation like some people try to make it out to be. If you don't sight read, you can learn and you can get on board rather quickly. But it's a process and it's like exercise. A little bit little bit of practice every day improves it. Doing it every once in a while doesn't help much. I've done quite a bit of sight reading in my life. Base charts and JE. The occasional base chart in church. Not many of those, but they turn up from time to time. Musical theater books in the pit. Some some real out keys in there, so that keeps you on your toes in practicing sight reading in all keys. Uh, when I was in undergrad, I played bass in the guitar ensemble and sight read the guitar four parts, you know, all in treble clef. Uh, one time, the guitarist at the church didn't show up, and I sight read some hymns during communion, you know, right out of the hymnal. That's all treble clef, too. They liked it. I had to do it more and more. But if you're new to it and you want to get your sight reading in, practicing the parts at home is good if you can get away with that. You know, someone has a book and they're saying, hey, this is what we play. But it's going to be different on the gig. And that's where you really learn and really nail down your sight reading. If you, you know, think that you're working out some lines on a part in your studio or in your living room and then you go to the gig or you go to the rehearsal, it's not going to be the same if you're not used to doing a lot of sight reading. It's going to feel different. It's going to be in time or the time is going to feel funny. But my personal opinion is that sight reading skills develop on gigs where you sight read. You know, it's a baptism by fire, if you will. And by all means, practice parts. That's what you want to do. You have to do that but really practice them, right? But it's it's when you get to the gig is where, or the rehearsal is where you're going to see where your sight reading stands. And you're really going to see where it stands if you don't get to practice the parts. You know, you're going to have to sight read them cold, like in a reading pan. But if you're going to practice them, practice them. Put a metronome on and stick with a section or a page or some clearly defined goal. And like I've talked about on previous podcasts, practice slowly. Put the metronome on 60 and read the bottom line of a Methodist hymnal. That's in bass clef. 
reading parts that are set up for your instrument, right? Bass, bass charge is best and most logical. It's the stuff you're going to encounter and be judged on. You know, the, in my jazz ensemble, the bass book and the alto one book are strikingly different looking from each other in comparison to each other. You know, it's different lines. You know, our lines as bass players vary. You know, sometimes they're written out. Sometimes you just get chord changes, but usually you get a mixture of them. And sometimes you've got to double the bass trombone part or the Barry sax part. Or you've got some line with the pianist that they're playing, and you've got to sight read that. You've got to nail that down, too. You know, which which book is best? You know, if you're wanting to get into this, how do I get, you know, I have students coming to me, well, I need one on a book to improve my sight reading. You know, what, what book should I buy? I've got a bookshelf full of them. And they make sight, for those not in the know, there are sight reading books for bass players. The best one is the one you use every day. They all look alike to me. I've got one that's in odd meters. That one's kind of difficult. I've got a couple of them that they start with whole notes. But again, it's a skill you need to process. You know, like I said, one of those books, it starts with whole notes. Then it progresses up to half notes. Then it goes to quarter notes, eighth notes, sixteenth notes. Again, put the metronome on and work it out. You know, something that hit me and something that really elevated my sight reading was when I became an ensemble director. and I was reading scores and listening when I was reading the score and doing score study. And so I had to read trombone lines, you know, not play them on my instrument, but actually read them and sing them and hear them in my head. And I had to read lead trumpet lines. And I had to sing those lines back to horn players in rehearsals to get the rhythms cleared up and the notes too. Speaking of that, rhythms, just reading rhythms, like out of a snare drum book, is highly effective in elevating your sight reading skills. My first teacher had me doing that. I still have that book. It's just a snare book with a bunch of rhythms. I still have that book. It's, you know, it's very old, but it still has my metronome markings penciled in. But if you want to get better at sight reading, or if you, you know, like I said, it's a process, but if, let's say you have some experience at some sight reading, but your sight reading isn't where you want it to be like most of us, right? You've got to identify your weaknesses. You know, do you have trouble with eighth notes? Do you have trouble without keys like D flat? With fast tempos, you know, maybe it's a genre specific, you know, you have trouble reading, you know, things out of the Bossa book, right? The Latin lines, you know, and you're having to read those, you know, reading really fast tempos throws you reading in odd meters like three that throws some people. We're so four, you know, you've heard me mention that in a previous episode that we're so oriented to reading and playing in four that playing in three can throw us. You know, something else too, and I got turned on to this idea relatively quickly, was that 
to read other other parts, you know. Like they've made the Charlie Parker Omni book. At one time it was only in concert, I think, or only in E flat. I can't believe I can't remember what they started with, but it went into bass clef when I was studying and that was good for me to read alto lines, you know, to learn those alto lines, but also just use it as a sight reading tool. Maybe something else to think about too, you know, when we're thinking about sight reading, something that really throws some reading off is getting lost in the form. You know, which is part of the sight reading challenge. I mean, if you're getting lost in the form, you're not able to, per se, sight read anything. You're lost or you're sight reading things that are in the right place. You know, how do we deal with that? You know, in the next episode in which I deal with sight reading, I'm going to go deeper with this. And deeper meaning analyzing the lines you are reading. I was in rehearsal the other day and there was a line in the horns which the guitar doubles. And, you know, they were nice pop-type lines, you know, rhythmic. And then one of them right square in the middle was a C mixolydian scale ascending. And everybody's dropping this line. And I said, hey, let's look at this. And it was, I said, what is this? And they're like, one of them said, it's a bunch of notes. You know, I said, no, it's, it is a bunch of notes, but it's a scale. And you know this scale. So analyzing what we're reading which typically is 95% of is either a scale or an arpeggio. But uh, we'll do that part two next time. Mm-hmm.